Welcome to Soul Stirrings, a podcast where all things regarding faith, communication, and culture are considered. I'm your host, Paul Patton, and here's hoping for at least a couple of grins and maybe one strange amen. Welcome back to Soul Stirrings. And I'm going to be interrupting uh, my uh, Dance with Pop Culture series and begin offering an interlude of reflections during this time of uncertainty, stress, and strain brought on by the coronavirus. And I'm hoping to provide some vision-clarifying habits, vision-clarifying habits of the heart and mind. And my first today is to emphasize the overarching significance of the biblically informed meta-narratives that help us understand our story in the midst of this struggle. What are the ways we understand our journey Stories worth repeating regularly to remind us of the whys of our existence and the purpose behind our faithful day-to-day persistence, especially important during the times of struggle. In the third chapter of his letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul tells his audience that they are God's field, God's plant. I'd like to say, if you will, God's garden. Like many of Jesus' parables describing the nature of life in God's kingdom, and shall I say life in general, the Apostle Paul employs agricultural pictures of our existence that naturally has three acts, like every story, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the beginning of the story, a biblically informed meta-narrative, its first act, if you will, would be the germination of the seeds, Remember that the Apostle Paul says that the others that others watered and planted the seed, but the story of being God's plant, his field, his garden, begins with the seed's germination. If Act 1 is the germination of the seed, in the story called We Are God's Garden, Act 2 is the growth of the garden, the cultivation of its fruit, the portion of the overarching story describing our lives from which we understand the Apostle Paul's emphasis on the fruit of the Spirit described in the fifth chapter of his letter to the Galatians. The objective and the second act of our life is bearing, is the bearing of eternally valuable fruit, love, joy, patience, peace, and so on. And the third act in the story called We Are God's Plant, His Garden, is the fact that there will be a harvest of the plant and fields. A harvest in the garden. In a sense, in one sense only, it's the end of the story. But in the story called Our Life, the overarching narrative that gives contextualizing power for all of our struggles, all of our uncertainties, all of our pains and joys and sorrows, all the uncertainties of war and peace, sickness and health, life and death, is that we are God's field, God's garden. And we are in the second act of his story, the story called Our Life. Of course, plant life requires all kinds of weather conditions, stresses, and storms. Similarly, consider the narrative dynamic of the Genesis account, where Adam is placed in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, according to the second chapter of verse 15 of Genesis. We also have been, we also have been given a garden, and it's important to remember this, to cultivate and care for, though not called Eden, It is a garden made up of all the talents, gifts, needs, and struggles inherent in our existence and told by the dispenser of the garden plots, our creator God, to cultivate and care for. 
In fact, every role we play, every role we hoe, if you will, is in the second act of a three-act narrative structure. Our pursuits of knowledge, for instance, in whatever category of life, therefore, never end in themselves, but always our purpose toward making us better caretakers of the garden. First act, germination of the seed. Second act, growth of the garden plants. And third act is the harvest. We are God's garden. <laughs> Such stories give the overarching context for understanding the purpose-drenched meaning of life. They even provide the narrative whys of existence, remembering as Nietzsche observed in the 19th century, that if a person has a why for existence, they can answer almost any how, including how to get through this time of uncertainty. My first suggestion in developing vision clarifying habits of the heart and mind during this time of unsettledness, isolation, and the threat of infection is to practice remembering that you are God's garden in the midst of the second act of the story called your life. And as any good storyteller knows, the story loses its gripping power. It ceases to be a page turner and in many ways fails to cultivate resolve and power in the protagonist if the second act isn't filled with barriers, challenges, storms, and stresses. In other words, if the second act in the story called Our Life is only bliss. For wisdom in contextualizing the ultimate purposes of our day-to-day -day existence helps us to see beyond the hedges of uncertainty and fear toward a holy mountain of eternal communion. In my next podcast, I hope to apply the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as instruments of vision and gracious persistence during these very challenging times. Again, thanks for joining me on Soul Stirrings. <music>